Hello and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host, Nick, from a tiny studio in San Diego. doing how you guys doing what are you guys doing what kind of question is that to ask somebody (laughs) like anyway happy valentine's day to all of you that's right it is valentine's day it is february 14th it's also ash wednesday surprisingly lent is lent and easter early this year for those of you that celebrate that obviously not everyone i personally don't i don't even know why i thought brought that up Uh, (laughs) i guess it's part of being raised that way and going to catholic school for a long time Anyway, how are you guys doing? Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? A lot of you probably did. I mean, it was one of the most watched telecasts of all time. So that's a that's a thing we're going to talk about today. That's that's definitely one of the top three stories. Also, it's a very movie-heavy uh, news week, given everything that's going on. Bunch of new trailers. Deadpool and Wolverine. Deadpool and Wolverine is officially the title of... Deadpool 3, no surprise there. We got our first trailer. Most watched trailer uh, as well, no surprise. Again, given the subject matter. And then uh, Marvel decided today just to to drop Fantastic Four news, cast and release date. Just, haha, here you go, fam. <laughs> I don't know what, what that was. But yet, those are the top three stories, which, again, wild in and of itself that those are the top three stories, right? I don't think any of us would have would have uh, uh, predicted that those would be the top three stories. But, hey, it's Valentine's Day, and it's 2024, and a lot of wild things can happen at any given moment. Um, unfortunately, all the big gaming news is going to be next week because there's literally two huge things happening tomorrow in the gaming world. We'll get to that in just a bit. Um, I just want to always say, you know, if you guys listen, thank you. Don't forget to give us a like, a share, a subscribe, a thumbs up, even a thumbs down if you want. That It's, it's your prerogative, right? I'm not going to force you to do anything, right? It's uh, click the link in the description. I don't even have one of those. So no no worries there. Um, but please check out nicksternews.com. That is our awesome website that I designed myself. Uh, not to toot my own horn, you know. But <laughs> check that out. You guys can listen to the show on your browser if you want. You got a collection of all a lot of the episodes there. 
Uh, you can also find all of the different places that this show is streamed. That is on Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on Spotify. Look at that. I don't even have a Spotify deal, but I'm on Spotify. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music. Um, I think Amazon Podcasts are audible. I think it's like both technically, right? You know, we're in a few different places. We're just on, we just got to YouTube and the whole back catalog is on YouTube. So you get that way if you're new, you can go back and find it on YouTube. Might be easier there than maybe some of the other the other apps. Um, also, if you're on the website, once you check out that social tab, you can find us on Instagram, on Threads, on Twitter, on Facebook. I'm personally on TikTok. I don't have a separate TikTok for the the, the podcast, right? Uh, that's my personal TikTok. I post a lot of stuff there. That's all there. There's a link tree as well if you follow any of the socials. So you can find everything in one place. Guess what? We have a Discord. The Discord's getting kind of lonely lately, folks. So why don't you guys hop in there, chat with other listeners. It might be fun. Build a community. I don't know. Up to you. I'm not going to force it. So let's cut the babbling there and get right to the news. All right, okay, where are we at? Huh? Gaming, right? Gaming, that's where we always start. I'm not confused, I'm just doing a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, that wasn't that funny. <laughs> Uh, Ubisoft has committed to releasing Star Wars Outlaws in 2024. Still no word yet on when. Uh, we just know that it's it's coming this year. I don't know why they have yet to give us a release date. It looked pretty polished the last time they showed it off. I'm sure we'll know more soon, given that Star Wars Day is fast approaching. Uh, they did say, though, that Assassin's Creed codenamed Red would be out before, by next March. Not after, but before that, So, or by that. So I'm expecting that next Assassin's Creed to come out sometime either late this year or very early next year. Um, the company that owns From Software, Kadokawa Corporation, who I've never even heard of before this, uh, recently acquired the studio Acquire. <laughs> yes, the studio's name is Acquire. Uh, they're the team behind Octopath Traveler. So, looks like those will all be under one roof now. Uh, the actor behind uh, Adam Jensen, the main character of the Deus, Et, Deus Ex franchise, has a, essentially, I guess you could call it retired from the role. Uh, he's saying goodbye to the role after the most recent cancellation of the rumored cancellation of the the most recent Deus Ex game. Essentially, he's confirming it. Um, Elias Tefexis. I'm probably saying that wrong. He probably is French-Canadian and probably has a French-sounding... It's probably French-sounding. But he, uh, on Reddit, said goodbye to Jensen, saying, quote, "Uh, Hey all, Elias Tefexis. I don't, I don't know. Here, I wanted to come on here and say thank you for this page, your wonderful messages over the years, and your continued 
Unbelievably strong support. As for Jensen, we say goodbye, but hopefully not farewell. Maybe someone else will buy the license. Maybe we'll make an animated series or finish the game. Elon Musk is a big fan. I think he has some money. Someone ask him. As you guys all know, Jensen is one of the characters I've played who is near and dear to my heart. It seems I will always be associated with him, and that's fine with me. Alas, this story seems done. His story seems done. I'm relatively certain the game that was canceled was not Adam Jensen's story, so the cancellation angers me more than anything else because friends at Eidos got laid off. Video game companies right now are in a weird place. I hope it gets straightened out. Again, I just wanted to thank you all for the time you've spent spent sending fan art, stories, and general messages of love. The amount of cameo appearances I've made I've had to make solely for Jensen fans makes my heart smile. I hope you like the other work I'm fortunate enough to put out there, but I know that whatever the character is, he won't mean as much as Adam Jensen does to a lot of you and to me. For the love and support, I asked for this. Last month and battled parent company Embracer Group reportedly canceled this new Deus Ex game after two years of development. 97 members of staff from Eidos Montreal were let go. Um, so... Oh, unquote. I guess that's the end of his quote. I guess, uh, I, I, yeah, that was weird. But anyway, that was on the Reddit page for, um, Deus Ex. He's essentially saying goodbye. Looks like Deus Ex is essentially dead as a franchise as of now. Whoo, anyway, uh, Atari. Yes, Atari. Yes, Atari. It is 2024, and we're still talking about Atari. Uh, if it sounds like they are making a celebrity game show focused on them themselves, uh, via reported by Deadline, it will be uh, the great. It will be called the Great Atari Celebrity Showdown, but we don't know anything beyond that. It is being executively produced by Jay Blum, Blumenfield and Tony Marsh. Um, and they used to executive produce Here Come the Newlyweds and Gigolos on Showtime. So, I, I don't understand. They, they're hyping this up and they're not telling us what it's about at all. So, be on the lookout for that. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, Eves Gimo was talking. Uh, Eves, of course, is the head of Ubisoft. And was talking about the, uh, where was he talking? Let me see. Uh, earnings call for a quarter three earnings call. Uh, Eves was talking about, you know, GTA 6 coming up and how that might affect uh, his company's releases and, and things like that. So what he said is, quote, what we've seen in the past is that each time there's a big release like Grand Theft Auto, there are more and more people coming back to the industry and that helps other games to sell as well. We see it for sure. We look at this and we are already really organizing things around the launch of that game, which we do not know exactly when it's going to happen. We consider it will be closer to our financial year 26 than our financial year 25. But what we've seen is that generally it's actually positive for the market. And we did a good launch with the launch of GTA 5, uh, first launch, and GTA 5 online game. Each time we were able to generate really good revenue and profit, on the games we launched, unquote. Um, so that uh, that's very interesting for a CEO of a rival company to say that they see an increase in people as well 
when a Grand Theft Auto comes out. Um, if, if you guys don't know how financial years work, if he thinks it's not coming until fiscal year 26, that means more than likely it won't come out before April of 2025. So fiscal years are technically like the next year. Uh, that's that's the most that's a little more nuanced than what it it uh, there's a little more nuance that goes into it than my extreme oversimplification. I just want to clarify that, but that's that's essentially what he is saying. But it's it's interesting, nonetheless, to hear that Ubisoft was able to to profit off of that, even though they didn't necessarily release the game. Um, and speaking of Grand Theft Auto, the Take-Two uh, CEO, Take-Two Interactive, of course, uh, owns Rockstar Games. Uh, Strauss Zelnick was speaking in his own earnings call, that um, uh, talking about the trailer, of course, how it got leaked, saying, quote, It's amazing when the trailer announcement is huge news, and then we were very gratified when the trailer broke the internet, so we couldn't be happy or more excited. In terms of the leak, that's always disappointing for the team, but ultimately, I don't think it hurts us, unquote. He's not wrong. It didn't hurt them. It's literally one of the most watched video game trailers, most watched trailers in general of all time. So he's not he's not wrong. It didn't hurt them at all, right? Um, he also did say, quote, currently working on a significant cost reduction program across our entire business to maximize our margins. Unquote, but no current uh, quote saying we haven't put any meat on the bones of that yet. I would just note that our biggest line item of expense is actually marketing. We do think we can optimize that. We also have third party expenses, software, other vendors, supply services, and we always find opportunity there. The hardest thing to do is lay off colleagues, and we have no current plans. Unquote. So, despite the rest of the industry doing that to cut costs. Take-Two Interactive has no plans to lay off any employee. Which, you know, given the amount of money they make with Grand Theft Auto over the last decade, makes sense. They've made more money than I think anyone really with the fact that their game was in the top-selling games every year for nearly a decade. So, uh, it's, it's good to hear one big CEO, you know say they're not laying anyone off, which is always, always great to hear. Uh, circling back to Ubisoft real quick here. Uh, Ubisoft has announced that they will stop investing in VR ventures after what could be considered a failure of Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. Uh, despite it selling, it did not hit, hit anywhere near any of their expected sales targets. I don't even really know what that whole thing is about. I know it's not like a full game, but Ubisoft was clearly disappointed in it, and it didn't uh, didn't do what they wanted. So don't expect VR or anything from Ubisoft in the near future. Um, Dead Cells, the great uh, um, uh, uh, roguelike, great game, is essentially uh, no longer receiving support. Uh, the developers of it, after five years, have decided to end support officially for the game, and uh, they plan to move on later to something new. 
Um, the original developer, Motion Twin, even issued a statement alerting players to update 35, uh, titled The End is Near, on PC and consoles will get update 34 called Clean Cut. Um, oh, sorry, 35, The End is Near on PC and consoles, update 34, Clean Cut for mobile, uh, saying, quote, update 35 for Dead Cells marks the end of our creative journey on the game. After an incredible five-year collaboration in bringing additional content to Dead Cells, Live Ops, Evil Empire, we'll be pursuing new adventures and we can't wait to see what they come up with next. This comes after much reflection, especially following the awesome success of the Return to Castlevania DLC last year. Our commitment to avoiding the more of the same trap and keeping Dead Cells fresh and original has led us to this point. As we've seen with other long-running series, it's crucial not to overextend and risk diminishing the unique charm that makes Dead Cells special to us all, unquote. Uh, they, they go on to say more. Dead Cells is, is really fun. It's one of the few roguelikes I actually enjoy playing. Um, Evil Empire, the current devs on it, issued their own statement, which I didn't realize it had really passed on to anyone different at, at any point. Um, and I, I now, though, now there is... A little bit more coming out and it looks like the uh, current Dead Cells IP owner Motion Twin issued a, st a statement about it and then Evil Empire which was set up by former Motion Twin staff to work on updates um, that they're working on secret projects and now though um, I, like a lot of people are mad at at motion twin it there's a lot of a lot of weird things going on so this is the designer uh sebastian bernard who went on the discord for the game saying quote since you're asking me i just say motion twin did the worst imaginable asshole move against dead cells and evil empire having seen firsthand the actual situation behind the scene i can honestly say i'm glad to not be a part of this anymore the official statement is total marketing bullshit the way this situation happened is on a whole different level. I never imagined my former co-op studio would turn out to be such greedy people. I wish the absolute best Evil Empire for their next things and hope people working there will survive this sudden economic cut, unquote. But that is very, very interesting indeed. Um, a, uh, Bernard also said, quote, Recently Motion Twin abruptly decided to cancel all upcoming updates for Dead Cells a move that left the player community quite speechless, unquote. So they they are working on a new game called Windblown um, that Motion Twin is working on, but it's kind of wild that there's all this infighting, especially if you were a big fan of Dead Cells like myself. Um, moving, uh, moving on, I don't know if you guys remember, but the trailer for Grand Theft Auto V featured a character that very heavily resembled an actual human being in Florida known as the Florida Joker, if you will. Well, he, I think we reported on a few weeks ago, he was going to try and sue Rockstar and Take-Two over them using his likeness, but obviously he can't because it's parody. And uh, he says he's not suing them any longer, but he wants them to pay him to voice the character. So the real man named Lawrence Sullivan... The Florida Joker, want, wants in a TikTok said that he said, quote, 
For that, I want an extra million dollars. Um, Y'all are taking forever to respond back to me. GTA, we got to talk, unquote. Um, <laughs> he then said, quote, you think I'm playing? You got three days. Three days before my lawyers go crazy on this case. I got hard evidence, unquote. So, <laughs> this that was his original thing, saying they took his likeness and his life. Okay, no, dude. Um, however, now on TikTok, he said, quote, GTA Rockstar, take two. We got to talk. I'm not suing y'all no more, but y'all still out your goddamn nuggets. It's been two whole months. Y'all still haven't reached out to me. Still haven't DM me. Let's do what's right. Show me like 50 grand, 100 grand. Let me voice the character. Let me go to the meet and greets when the game is released. Sign, take pictures with the fans. Come on, man. We make worldwide news. Every blog, every news outlet covered me on the game. Everyone knows who I am. Trust me, so GTA Rockstar, we gotta talk, unquote. Um, look, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, he's trying to say people want to play it because of him. No, dude, it's GTA. First off, this is hilarious. Um, will they pay him? I, I doubt it. Um, will they reach out to him? I doubt it. So... <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. So I just, I think that's fucking hilarious. That's just the funniest shit I've seen in a very long time. First off, his name, he's the Florida Joker. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Um, Hideo Kojima is working on several new games and, he posted a video on his YouTube for the first time in quite some time and was talking about his upcoming game that is a uh, action espionage game that's like a stealth game. Almost almost a return to form for him since he, he left Konami and stopped making Metal Gear. But we did learn about his new game and, and while it's codenamed Fizzent, he says it will have, quote, near lifelike graphics, unquote. And in his new YouTube video, he said, quote, it'll be both a game and a movie at the same time. That's why we're at Sony Pictures, a new e action espionage game. Of course it will be a game. However, if your mother walks in and sees you playing this game, she'll think you're watching a movie. I'm not sure how far we can take it yet, unquote. Look, Hideo, he keeps calling, saying more things about being an independent studio. I love you, man, but some of your cutscenes, you need to, like, shorten the length of them. I don't know if the technology is there for it to be that realistic. So, I mean, it could look like an animated movie, but if you're saying, like, a live-action movie, I, I will definitely pay to see that. I will, one day, whenever we get there. But at the pace he makes games, it might be a while. Um, Helldivers 2, which is one of Sony's most recent games, also launched on Steam. Uh, it happens to be one of Sony's biggest launches on Steam since they started releasing their games there as well. Sega has issued a financial warning as sales slump across all of their games. So they're they're worried about some of their future, so be on the lookout about Sega. Uh, and then we've learned some new things about, about Sony and Xbox, um, PlayStation and Xbox, realistically, I should say. So we're going to get deep into to coverage here of, of, both, of both giants in the industry. 
uh, starting first with a PlayStation story. New details have come out about sales via a Take-Two Interactive earnings report, of all things, noted by GameSpot. And via this slide, we learned that at least 77 Gen 9 consoles have been sold as of December 31st, 2023. So almost 100 million consoles overall between PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS. So we don't know a whole lot, the exact details. On December 20th, though, we do know that Sony announced that it sold a little more than 50 million PS5s total. I don't remember if it was sold through or sold out, um, but at least 50 million total. Uh, obviously, we don't know Microsoft's exact numbers. Uh, they stopped reporting actual numbers several years ago. Um, they That would put us at around 27 million Xboxes sold uh, between Series X and S. While this is not an exact 2 to 1, uh, it is very close. Now, that is worldwide. I don't know what... I know the breakdown in the U.S. is a lot closer. Europe is definitely like a 2 to 1, if not more. Japan, 100% 2 to 1, if not more. Um, in Japan, it's probably like a 10 to 1, let's be, let's be honest. But this is essentially just a, an idea of... Um, what we what what was sold through um let me see july of last year sony was at 40 million units sold so they didn't sell that much more between july and december and at the same time we learned that series x and s were at about 21 million so they didn't sell that much more either uh in the time after that so we're now in the fourth year approaching the fourth year of those consoles. Uh, obviously, Xbox's situation is a lot different given everything that's been going on. Uh, we got a little more insight into that, though. Uh, Phil Spencer apparently told employees last week that they're not going to be quitting consoles at all. This was at some town hall meeting. Uh, there is a few. There is some changes that are coming that... We're actually finally going to learn tomorrow. So ex Phil Spencer last week like released that statement. We hear you. We're listening. We'll let you know more next week. Well, we finally know what that more is. Um, tomorrow at 12 p.m. Pacific, a, a special edition of the official Xbox podcast will be released titled Xbox's Vision for the Future. Uh, the official announcement that was released said, quote, Please join us for a special edition of the official Xbox podcast. Hear from Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and Matt Booty as they share updates on the Xbox business, unquote. So, there's a lot going on. Uh, we'll find out more tomorrow, and uh, sometime in the afternoon, of course, what was said on that podcast. Um, we also learned, so they're not quitting the consoles, as per Phil Spencer. Uh, the podcast is tomorrow, so we'll learn more. Uh, there's also rumors now kind of clarifying more what, what games might be put on other consoles. It looks like um, if, if it is any game, it will be Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment, the game from Bethesda that has an old uh, you know, medieval scroll look to it. So those, those games, more than likely, not as many as the big name titles that were, everyone was worried about. 
Again, we don't know. It's all speculation still. I'm sure we will know tomorrow. Uh, and speaking of Xbox, they released a special controller and uh, Series S console to tie in with Dune. The controller sits on a controller base that actually floats above another base, like with magnets more than likely, so you have a floating controller. Uh, and then a version of the Series S console that kind of like fits into the Ornithopter um, ship that uh, that they made. I think it's really fucking cool, and it's a flight simulator uh, special edition console, but the Ornithopter base that it like slides into is really, really cool. I don't know if you'll be able to buy those. Those are probably just a one-off uh, that you can probably win uh, via a contest. So, okay, yes, yeah, so it is a contest uh, to enter. You have to follow Xbox on Twitter and retweet official Xbox sweepstake posts between February 13th and March 25th, 2024. Um, it obviously started yesterday. And uh, that way you guys can try and win the controller and console. I, I Honestly, I don't. I would rather have the console. It looks so cool. It's even like painted like this cool orange, um, orangey color to maybe be like the spices of Arrakis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those were shown off. They're pretty cool if you ask me. The head of Sony and PlayStation has gotten very candid. And uh, talked about the future of PlayStation, essentially. Uh, Sony boss Hiroki Totoki and, uh, gave what he calls his, quote, frank impressions, unquote, of the PlayStation business. And uh, what was this? And uh, where was he talking? Uh, so responding to a question that an analyst asked during a financial call that uh, IGN was watching. So this is via IGN. Totoki reflected on his four-month tenure as chairperson of Sony Interactive Entertainment. And um, so he's taking over for Jim Ryan, saying, quote, I'm trying to demonstrate leadership and trying to have as many meetings as possible with the management team. Also, visit studios. Everyone is working really hard to fulfill their responsibility to try to optimize the business, and I understand that. But overall growth and sustainable profitability or increasing margin, how will that translate to these goals? I don't think people understand that deeply. I think that is the problem of the organization. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm trying to understand what is happening in the company, in the industry, and also the perspective of analysts, and try to explain in a transparent manner so people can recognize and notice these issues. So we can have a harmonized approach going forward. That is a very general comment since I became the chairperson. There are concrete points which I will not go into today. Um... Now about visiting studios, I've had meetings with leaders at the studios. People who work in the studios are very highly motivated, they're very good people, and they're very creative people, and they have great creative minds, and they also have knowledge about live streaming. However, having said that, when it comes to the business itself, I think there's room for improvement, and that has to do with how do you use the money, or about the schedule of development, or how to fulfill one's accountability towards development. Those are my frank impressions. So I'll continue to engage in dialogue with the people we can find right away to proceed, unquote. So essentially what that means is, how do I gut some of these things to save me the most money for the shareholders? 
It's business, baby. It's cutthroat. It's not great, but that is business. Um, also, uh, in the same investor call, he was asked, Totoki was asked about a price cut for the PlayStation 5, and uh, he had to say, oh, where was it? I, uh, it's harder to shrink. Let me see. Investor call. He said, quote, it's harder to shrink the PS5's die size and therefore cut console manufacturing costs, unquote. Uh, saying, quote, therefore cost reduction is very difficult, simply put, unquote. So don't expect a, um, don't expect a huge price cut. I mean, look at the, look at the slim. It was, uh, the slim console essentially costs the same as a uh, as the original, even though it's smaller. So there, there's a lot of things. Console making is not always profitable. A lot of them take, you know, losses on it. I know Xbox did on almost every console. Sony has on almost every console, but they do become profitable at some point. Um, and we've also learned that Sony's sales targets for PlayStation 5 has not met um, the expectations they were hoping. So they had set an ambitious target of 25 million PS5 sold for the fiscal year that ends at the end of March. Uh, they've re revised it down to 21 million. So I guess their holiday sales were lower than they expected. Uh, Sony said they sold 8.2 million PS5s during the third quarter, ending December 31st, up from the 7.1 million sold the previous year. So they did sell more in its its third year. Um, and via Bloomberg, the senior vice president Naomi Matsuoka said the company expects sales pace the PS5 to start falling from the next fiscal year between April and March of next year. Um, she said, quote, looking ahead, PS5 will enter the latter stage of its life cycle. As such, we'll put more emphasis on the balance between profitability and sales. For this reason, we expect the annual sales pace of PS5 hardware will start falling from the next fiscal year, unquote. So uh, another thing that probably won't ha help that uh, is we've learned that they do not plan on releasing any new major title in any of their major PlayStation franchises before April of next year. So Hiroki Totoki, again, ruled out big ga new games in God of War, Spider-Man, Horizon, any of that, saying, quote, Regarding first-party software, we aim to continue to focus on producing high-quality works and developing live-service games. But while major projects are currently under development, we do not plan to release any new major existing franchise titles next, next fiscal year, like God of War Ragnarok and Marvel Spider-Man 2, unquote. So it looks like this, so going off that, this opens the door for Xbox to take advantage of that with all their big releases this year to see if they can maybe um, make the gap between them smaller. Will they? Again, I don't know. With all this mixed messaging that's been going on, hopefully a, a unified front comes out tomorrow. But it is something that could be 
you know, uh, this is their opportunity to pounce. We'll see if they actually do it, though. Um, that's kind of it for both of the big major uh, console makers. Um, we do have a Nintendo Direct tomorrow, so maybe we'll learn more about Nintendo tomorrow. We've learned that Baldur's Gate has earned $90 million for uh, Hasbro, as they, of course, own Wizards of the Coast, which owns Dungeons & Dragons. Baldur's Gate 3 is set within Dungeons & Dragons lore, so that makes sense. Uh, touch controls have been announced to be added to Xbox mobile apps. Microsoft is expanding what is capable on their apps. Um, it will test out new feature that will allow touch controls to play games on smartphones or tablets without a wireless controller. Uh, if you guys have ever tried to use the xCloud mobile game, or uh, game streaming, uh, you can't play a lot of games without a controller. So it looks like they're finally going to add that. That makes me happy. And then we learned a little bit more about that town hall that Phil Spencer spoke about, about making consoles. And essentially it was their vision of the future that they laid out to employees before we learn about it in the podcast tomorrow. Uh, but essentially a new Call of Duty was more or less confirmed. Um, it looks like in the meeting that was held last week, they made uh, big pronouncements on uh, that they, like I said, that they plan to release a new console at some point in the future. Uh, they had images of PAL World being played on tablets, TV screens, monitors, and different handheld devices. Uh, this was all reported by Inverse. Apparently, Phil Spencer told viewers and employees to it was safe to assume a Call of Duty would be releasing this year, and that might be the rumored Treyarch Gulf War game. Uh, Sarah Bond reaffirmed Xbox's multi-device strategy with promises of, quote, Xbox on every screen, unquote. Does that mean games on other consoles, though, or other platforms is the big question. Maybe this is where all the rumors started um, as they push for multi-platform. And then also there's rumors swirling about a potential Xbox handheld. Uh, obviously, we don't know any of the veracity of these statements, uh, but we'll learn more tomorrow during the podcast. That is it, folks, for gaming. Let's, uh, let's head on up the 5 Freeway. Watch out for some flooding, and uh, let's see what's going on in Hollywood, shall we? All right, all right. So, Last week, we talked about how Funimation would be sunsetting their app as they move everything into Crunchyroll. Well, not everything is going as smoothly as many people would have hoped. Uh, as we have now learned that any purchases you made in Funimation, um, that especially for, for digital purchases, will not transfer over to Crunchyroll. So if you made a bunch of purchases of digital movies, they're not going with you when you grow to Crunchyroll, which is pretty fucking asinine, if you ask me. Um, 
So Crunchyroll put out a guide explaining the merger. That will fully go into effect on April 2nd, um, which was announced two years ago in March of 22. Uh, Crunchyroll said, quote, We understand that you may have concerns about your digital copies from Funimation. Please note that Crunchyroll does not currently support Funimation digital copies, which means that access to previously available digital content, digital copies will not be supported. However, we are continuously working to enhance our content offerings and provide you with an exceptional anime streaming experience. We appreciate your understanding and encourage you to explore the extensive anime library available on Crunchyroll, unquote. So, yeah, this is not... This is where digital rights management, DRM, comes into play now in this modern world of streaming and digital films and digital copies and not owning physical copies, okay? Um, people on Twitter are not happy, um, again, pushing for physical media. Uh, so it, it's, it's a lot of things. Uh, I guess this is more on Funimation than it is Crunchyroll, so that's part of it. Um, oh, let me see. So Funimation was streaming only. Uh, they didn't really allow you to purchase individual anime series. Digital copies were a promotion made available through purchasing a physical DVD or Blu-ray discs, meaning the digital copy on Funimation was only available to those who already owned that disc on anime. Wait a minute. I, I, uh... What? Okay. Something's going on here. The, these people are getting mad about something that... <laughs> okay. This is, uh... I guess people have been criticizing Funimation for years, though. But I guess you're just essentially renting it. But we'll see what happens when it rolls over into Crunchyroll. We got our first trailer for the Knuckles live-action show, Yes, Knuckles, starring Idris Elba. He is returning to voice the character. This means I need to go watch Sonic 2 now because that, that Knuckles show looks great as it is going to essentially act as a bridge between Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. Uh, the movies I'm talking about, of course. Uh, that trailer's online now. Paramount has shown off its animated version of the uh, new Ninja Turtles as they they have a TV show coming that will take place between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem and the next film. Uh, this is a traditional animation show, though. It's called Tales of the Mutant Ninja Turtles. All of the voice cast is returning from the film. Uh, Spike Lee and Denzel Washington have announced that they're going to be making a uh, remake or reinterpretation, uh, what they're calling it, of Akira Kurosawa's High and Low um, via Apple Original Films. Apple tweeted out, quote, The fifth Denzel and Spike joint, High and Low, a reinterpretation of Akira Kurosawa's classic, filming starts in March, unquote. Uh, this is... Uh, High and Low was a 1963 film from Akira Kurosawa. Uh, it was a crime thriller that followed a wealthy Japanese businessman who begins to question his morality after a chauffeur's son is kidnapped. 
this will be a partnership between A24 and Apple Original Films. And uh, it will be released theatrically before it will then hit Apple TV+. Again, this is their fifth movie together. Um, after making Inside Man in 2006. That was their last film together. Another Game of Thrones spinoff has been given the green light, the go-ahead, essentially, and will be moving forward. Uh, this time, it will be Aegon's Conquest, so set even farther back in the timeline, uh, before, about 100 years before Year of the Dragon, or 60 years, in that time frame. Um, that will be the focus of the next spinoff. So much for that Jon Snow show that everybody kept talking about. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the first film in the Spider-Verse series, had a very famous song, Sunflower, sung by Post Malone. And uh, it has now become the first ever double diamond single. Uh, Post Malone and Sway Lee, of course, you're my sunflower. I'm not even going to attempt to sing that song. <laughs> uh, has achieved double diamond status via the Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, that means it has gone 20 times platinum, which is insane in and of itself, meaning it has sold 20 million units. So one unit is equal to a digital download or 150 on-demand audio and or video streams. That's crazy. That's wild. Um, the next single that's closest to it is Journeys Don't Stop Believing, which is at 18 times platinum, uh, and then followed by Little Nas's X's Old Town Road at 17 times platinum. So that means a song from the 80s is the next closest, and is still 2 million units away, um, which, wow, that is crazy. The song isn't even five, it's just over five years old, which... That's insane. It's a great song. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love that song. So it it's, makes sense that it would reach those heights. Uh, Christopher Nolan is essentially calling a lot of people stupid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a little... It's a, That's a... That's a... Uh, an extreme. No. Essentially, all he's saying is, is that um, <laughs> not everyone is going to understand everything going on in Tenet. And I get it. Not everyone's going to understand everything going on in every movie, especially movies like that that are that are much more uh intellectual based than than anything. It's not a popcorn movie. So I I get it. I I just I I think it's funny that he would say that and you know people are all there, there's going to be a lot of people that are that are going to get, you know, their panties in a bunch and and I it's just it's funny. It's really funny. Uh, Warner Brothers is officially going to shelve Coyote versus Acme, which the dumbest fucking decision Warner Brothers has made in a long line of dumb decisions over the last several years. And despite the fact that people were very interested in it, uh, via the rap, they rejected offers from Amazon, Netflix, Paramount. Um, Paramount even proposed a theatrical release for the film which Warner Brothers rejected. They want between 75 and $80 million for the project um, and would not allow studios to counter-offer. That's fucking stupid. This is um, 
The Wrap also reported that Warner Brothers executives who made the decision, including CEO and President David Zaslav, who I think is a fucking moron, he hasn't even seen the final cut of the film. Um, <laughs> two executives, CEOs, and Warner Brothers Motion Picture Group co-chairperson Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi, they all saw a director's cut. In contrast, Warner Brothers Animation President Dil- Bill Damaschke saw an audience preview of the film, and they still decided to make this decision. It's, it's, wow. Wow, it's, it's fitting the, the tone of the film. Apparently, this was uh, Karsten Krupanek tweeted. Who is this? What does she do? Um, she works, uh, she has her own website. I don't know who this is, but she said, quote, Coyote versus Acme is about a giant corporation choosing stock over empathy, doing nothing illegal, but morally shady stuff for profit. It's a David versus Goliath story. It's about the cynical and casual cruelness of capitalism and corporate greed. No wonder Warner doesn't want to release it. Oh, she saw the film and reviewed it. Um, she was an ed- She's an editor for the film, saying that. That it was co-written by James Gunn, stars John Cena, was supposed to release last July on Max, and then canceled in November. It is finished. Everyone that's seen it says it's great. First off, the fact that James Gunn co-wrote it, and he's working at DC at Warner, you'd think he would push for this movie to be released. Um, this has been a long time coming that they're, they're, that we've known kind of about this. They're trying to cancel it as a tax write-off, and they're going to get less money as a tax write-off than if they sold the damn fucking thing. Oh my god, it cost them $80 million to make. So, Paramount offering a theatrical release means it could make more money, and Paramount could theoretically give Warner more money for the movie. Um, wow. Because of the public bash- backlash, Warner Brothers allowed the, the people that made it to shop it around, but that that's uh that's crazy man they they need to they need to put that movie out it's supposed to be really good i i don't i don't i don't understand man uh despite the fact that universal is moving full steam ahead on the next jurassic world movie uh without a director we've learned now that david leitch will not direct the film despite being in, in deep into talks Last week, about directing, he will now no longer direct. And this film has a release date of next year. I don't think it's going to get done in time, if you ask me. Um, that's same goes for the Fantastic Four movie that was announced today. I don't know when they're going to f- start filming that. Um, Disney, or 20th Century Films announced a new Predator film is in development. Uh, again, from Dan Trachenberg, who of course directed Prey. Uh, this will be a continuation of the series. Uh, the Bear will f- have its third season debut sometime in June, so it looks like they got back to work on getting that show up and running. Uh, Lucasfilm announced that Star Wars The Phantom Menace will return to theaters this May for its 25th anniversary, and I need a copy of the movie poster they showed off for it because it is is one of the best movie posters I've seen for a Star Wars film 
in quite some time. It is a beautiful poster rivaling, it is rivaling the newest, um, or sorry, it is rivaling the original poster for the film. It is that good. I'm not kidding when I say this. You guys need to see the poster for it. It is great. Uh, but that will be back in theaters in May for the 25th, yes, 25th anniversary of the release of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. So, the Super Bowl was this weekend, and on Sunday, we got a lot of great trailers that dropped that day uh, for movies. A Quiet Place Day One was the first trailer shown off, followed by a tease for Deadpool and Wolverine, baby. That trailer was released online. There's so much going on in that trailer. Uh, the return of several different characters, including Wolverine. Um, oh man, I cannot wait for that movie. It even has a pegging joke. <laughs> yes, there's a pegging joke in the trailer. Uh, and not long after that, it became the most watched trailer of all time with over 365 million views. Uh, the next closest one is at 355 million for Spider-Man No Way Home. So it, uh, it is the most viewed trailer of all time. And uh, previously known as Deadpool 3, it is now Deadpool and Wolverine. It is set to release on July 26th. And it will be the only, only uh, Marvel movie in 2024. Ooh, I cannot wait, baby. That looks so good. Uh, we got a trailer for Wicked, the film adaptation of the musical. Um, a trailer for Twisters. That actually looks a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It is a standalone sequel, so it is not directly tied to the first original tw film, Twister. There are uh, threads that connect them, but it is not a direct sequel. Uh, and then, of course, a new trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which looks amazing. Uh, there were some other mini trailers for different movies and things like that. Um, Despicable Me 4, things like that, but they weren't full-length trailers or anything like that. But Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes surprised me more than anything. That movie looks really polished. Uh, I can't wait for that movie. I do need to watch the third one, though, before uh, before that happens. Um, Oscar Isaac uh, has opened up about playing Moon Knight again. He hopes, though, that it will be in a Midnight Suns movie. Um, so he does hope to play Moon Knight. And I, uh, if it's a Midnight Suns movie, that would be great. And you could lead it off from Blade, if Blade ever comes out. Um, we're going to, we're going to go back and forth between Marvel stories. I don't want to hit them back to back to back to back to back. Uh, Amazon is being hit with a class action lawsuit over the addition of ads, advertisements on Amazon Prime Video. So, yeah, this class action lawsuit, uh, says that it's, Amazon has breached its contract and engaged in false advertising when it added the additional $2.99 charge for Prime customers to receive ad-free streaming. Uh, the complaint filed in Washington deals with the recent change how Amazon Prime Video works now. So if you want ad-free viewing, um, it, uh, it is now $15 a month for uh, Amazon Prime Video, which used to be included. It was included in your Amazon Prime, Video, Prime 
uh, subscription, uh, but now it costs an extra $3 if you don't want an ad. Um, in January, Amazon changed the terms, and Prime subscribers have to pay that additional ad uh, a fee for uh, no advertisements. So well, let's see what happens uh, with that moving forward. Uh, back to Marvel here. Mark Ruffalo was somewhere at a convention, and uh, it, it, there's a lot of confusion going on about what he said about different movies and, and things like that. He was at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival, uh, and, and Variety has clarified that Mark Ruffalo did not say that he would be in Captain America Brave New World. Um, he misspoke when answering a moderator's question about it. Then again, Mark Ruffalo tends to say a lot about Marvel movies. Um, so he had made a statement making people think that he would be back in the MCU in Captain America Brave New World. Um, but it looks like that is not the case. So we'll see if he comes back in the Thunderbolts. Um, but he also clarified that he will not be uh, getting a solo film. Uh, he mentioned a conversation he had with Kevin Feige saying, quote, Kevin asked me, what would you like to do? What would you do if you had a standalone Hulk movie? Uh, and I said, well, I'd like to take him from this raging maniac to kind of this integrated character. And he was like, okay, we'll do that over the course of four movies. We'll never give you a standalone Hulk. Hulk. Let's just get that. I don't mean to burst your bubble, but that's not happening, unquote. <laughs> so uh, no standalone Hulk movie. It looks like he'll just be in other films over the course of the year, uh, over the next few years. But uh, no standalone Hulk movie. No surprise there as uh, every standalone Hulk movie that's come out in the past so far has failed spectacularly. Um, Tiana's, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which is the rethemed uh, uh, Splash Mountain at Walt Disney World first, based on, of course, Princess and the Frog, has been announced will open this year at Walt Disney World this summer. Uh, no word yet, though, on when the retheming will take place at Disney's, Disney California's Disneyland. Um, anyway, uh, moving back to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 58, which aired on CBS this past Sunday, was the most watched telecast in history. Over 123 million people across all CBS platforms. Um, so that was just on CBS. It was watched around the world by more people. So this means it was watched on CBS television, on, t on actual TV, Paramount+, Plus, Nickelodeon, Univision, and several other uh, platforms. Uh, it topped 123.4 million viewers. Um, this is via Nielsen Fast National Data and Adobe Analytics. This is up 7% higher than last year's Super Bowl, which was 115 million viewers. And uh, a total of 202 million people watched the Chiefs defeat the San Francisco 49ers um, across all platforms, which is the highest unduplicated audience in history. 10% up compared to the year before. Um, now, a lot of people might argue that's because of Taylor Swift. I'm going to agree with them. This is why the NFL wanted Taylor Swift 
at their games and they wanted her shown on airings of games. She brings in new fans. Um, this is crazy. This, uh, that is a lot of people watching. Yes, there's more people that watch the World Cup and things like that, but they don't watch one game like that. So it, it's very, very big. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson says that he wants his own Disney Plus show about playing Mace Windu. And uh, speaking of Empire Magazine, he said that uh, he's not dead, quote-unquote. Um, I Look, I've always been of the opinion that Mace Windu could potentially have survived that fall. He's a Jedi. Okay, we've seen Jedi do other things. If they brought Mace Windu back, I don't think a single person would complain. I don't think a single person would take issue with that. Realistically, they would not. Um, I, I, I think that would be an amazing choice to give him a show as Mace Windu. I am put me solidly in the camp of yes, please. Um, there, there's, there's no way in hell that no one, anyone would say no to this other than maybe Disney, right? But look, if Boba Fett can return, Mace can return. Uh, staying on Star Wars here, Ian McDermott, who famously played Emperor Palpatine, uh, was also speaking to Empire, and there was a lot of weird questions asked of him. And <laughs> uh, in a new interview, Somehow they asked him about Palpatine having sex, which nobody cared. Nobody cared about that. Uh, he did say, quote, but yes, he does have sex. It's a horrible idea to think of Palpatine having sex in any shape or form. But then, of course, perhaps he didn't, unquote. I, uh, oh, my God. Uh, God damn it. Why was this asked? <laughs> Palpatine laugh there. Uh, Disney has teamed up with a outside animation studio for the first time in a hundred years to work on a new project. Uh, Iwaju, I think I'm saying that right, uh, is a new television show coming to Disney Plus later this month. Uh, and it is Disney's first animation collaboration with an outside studio in a hundred years. Uh, the show is set in a futuristic Lagos, Nigeria, and uh, it says, quote, Tola, a young girl from the wealthy island, and her best friend Kole, a self-taught tech expert, as they discover the secrets and dangers hidden in their different worlds, unquote. So, that's kind of cool. That's awesome. Uh, it's a nice, uh, a nice story, it seems like. In a, like I said, first time Disney's worked with an outside animation studio in over a hundred years. John Stewart's return to The Daily Show on Monday, which, honestly, it's like he never left, was the most watched episode of The Daily Show in seven years. Looks like people wanted John back. It's unfortunate he's only going to be there on Mondays. Uh, Travis Knight, the director of Bumblebee, is circling... The newly revived live-action Masters of the Universe movie, He-Man, of course, 
Uh, no word yet on if it's actually moving forward. And then Marvel gave us a great Valentine's Day present. The announcement of the Fantastic Four movie, cast, and release date. Uh, they, they posted a lovely picture on their Instagram across all of their channels that um, uh, essentially showing off the Fantastic Four. Uh, the official cast now, we do know, will star Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, Eben Moss Bacharach as Ben Grimm, The Thing, and Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. The funny thing about this is that... Um, oh, wait. That's a Michael Chiklis story. Michael Chiklis is not in Deadpool as The Thing. I don't know why I thought... No, we did report Eben Moss Bacharach a couple weeks ago was asked if he was playing The Thing in Fantastic Four, and he didn't say anything. Well, now it's confirmed. Uh, this does, though, confirm that John Krasinski will not return, at least in this film, as Reed Richards. There's potential for him, of course, to show up in um, in the Secret Wars film when that does come out. But uh, it's a cool little poster done in like old-school art style. Uh, features the four of them together on Valentine's Day. Uh, the Herbie the Robot. Uh, it shows a painting of Eben Moss's character in a NASA astronaut outfit. And, um, yeah, it releases in, uh, hold on, what was the release day? Uh, July 25th, 2025, so a year after Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, of course, uh, Joseph Quinn most famously played Eddie on Stranger Things. You know, Chrissy, wake up. That was terrible. But everyone thinks they have an idea of when this movie takes place. Because the magazine that that the thing Ben Grimm is reading looks it, obviously it's not it's a not a direct uh, copy of it, but it looks like a December 1963 issue of Life magazine featuring Lyndon Johnson on the cover, specifically the December 13th issue of Life. Um, again, that doesn't necessarily mean the movie takes place then. Potentially, it could. But I don't think, if the movie's set in the 60s, that's fine. Because that, that really kind of fits the vibe of the Fantastic Four. That's what everyone kind of thought it was going to be going for. They are, of course, Marvel's first family. So we'll see. We will see. Um, and also, we learned that the uh, Thunderbolts movie will be releasing next year as well, despite numerous delays so we're going from one marvel movie this year to three marvel movies next year in the thunderbolts fantastic four and of course captain america brave new world so marvel's the thunderbolts will officially release on may 2nd 2025 uh, moving up from its original july release date and uh this will it the thunderbolts is essentially like marvel's version of the suicide squad but, um, yeah, multiple casting changes have happened over the last several weeks. And then uh, everyone didn't know if this movie was going to get delayed completely. Uh, Steven Yoon dropped out. Io Edebiri dropped out. But the, they hope to start filming either in March or April. Uh, Florence 
Pew said that they start to start filming soon. And then, uh, oh, wait, Captain America Brave New World is first, then Thunderbolts, and then, um, then Fantastic Four, because Captain America will probably set up the Thunderbolts as Harrison Ford's, uh, portrayal of Thaddeus Ross will be in both films. So that's going on at Marvel Studios. Uh, the Megan film sequel, Megan 2.0, has been delayed from January of next year to May of next year, if you were hoping for the horror sequel. DC today, in honor of Valentine's Day, also released some movie updates, uh, releasing several photographs from uh, stills, you should I should say, of Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga as their respective characters from Joker 2, Follet Adieu. And uh, Todd Phillips put it on his personal Instagram saying, quote, hoping your day is full of love, unquote. And uh, yeah, there's uh, several pictures of them. Arthur Fleck, I think was his, 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 uh, the name, if I remember properly. But yeah, the, these images don't really tell us a lot other than just getting a, a better look at the characters. Um, and then Warner Brothers dropped the new Godzilla X-Kong trailer today of all days. I don't know why they didn't do it during the Super Bowl. Uh, but it's a brand new trailer showing off more of the new villains, if you will, of Godzilla X-Kong, the new Empire. Uh, the Scar King, uh, Timu, the new Titan as well. Uh, glimpses of that one. We get more of the Scar King. We get to see more of Godzilla's evolution. We get to see Kong's new, like, power glove that he gets. That, this movie looks fucking great. Um, I'm very, very excited for another Godzilla movie so quickly after Godzilla Minus One, uh, even though this is the American Godzilla, of course. But I am very excited. And a little bit... As we just wrap up here, I do want to talk about Halo Season 2. The first two episodes dropped last week on Thursday. Leaps and bounds better than Season 1. Granted, that's a very low bar. A very low bar. The first two episodes give me a little more promise into what Season 2 will be. Uh, there's still a lot of Chief without his helmet, which is frustrating. Um, but there's some cool Covenant stuff that they show off, and obviously the Fall of Reach is coming a lot sooner than I think we all expected for Season 2. Uh, as I, I'm pretty sure it it ended with the Covenant already on Reach. So there's uh, a lot of tie-ins to, to, to Reach, Halo Reach the game as well. I wouldn't be surprised if if Noble Team gets name-dropped or we see one of them in passing, uh, because it looks like Chief is taking on uh, with with Onyx, Onyx Team? What are they called? Silver Team. Uh, Chief and Silver Team are going to be going to the, the, the listening station, the relay station um, that's featured in the first level of, of Halo Reach. So Noble Team's not going there. Uh, so uh, I don't remember the name offhand but that's what's happening in halo uh we'll we'll, we'll talk about season two as it goes on but uh that is it for nixner news I, I know we haven't done a top 10 movies in the 90s in a while and 
Uh, just because there's been so many stories and episodes have been getting long, I don't I don't want the episodes to drag on too long. Uh, I know people's uh, attention spans aren't as long as they used to be. Uh, we'll get back to that soon. The my bigger issue is is struggling to narrow down a top ten for comedy, uh, animation, and family. They're just it it's I've seen so many of them, and it it's hard to really nail down. Uh, a top 10 in each of those categories, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Maybe I'll do a top 20 and I won't go as in depth on each one. I don't know. That will be back soon. And then maybe we'll go into the two thousands. Uh, people like that. Um, but that is it for Nixner news this week, guys. Thank you. Uh, week in week out. Um, don't forget to check out nixnernews.com. Give us a like, a follow, a share, a subscribe, um, whatever it works for you guys, whatever floats your boat. Follow us on any of your preferred, you know, streaming platforms of choice. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, all the good stuff. Um, other than that, I will catch you guys. Oh, wait. Happy Valentine's Day. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. This has been a production of Nixner News. Please do not use without implicit faxed permission. And yes, that means